0: You are listening to Cornelia Church, passion for God, compassion for people. Thank you, Pastor Chad, for leading that. Thank you for each of you that were a part of that. Uh, Did not you feel your, your faith just kind of rising, sense of expectation that's rising? And, you know, that, that's what the prophetic is supposed to do according to Scripture. It's supposed to build up. The church is supposed to edify your faith. It literally builds you up from the inside. You feel faith and hope rising inside of you. And as they were speaking, particularly in the service, that theme of hope really was powerful. And it's just the sense of, you know, you, I don't know what you walked in carrying and whether you're feeling this morning excited or you're just kind of going, man, well, here's another year, but I just know it's going to be a repeat of next year. I just want, I want you to just receive right now that there's hope for some change. There's hope for renewal, that we serve a God who makes all things new, that this year in 2023 is going to be new and, and you're going to learn some new things and you're going to grow in new areas, but you got to reach out and receive that hope. You got to receive that faith. Don't let cynicism like, kind of creep in. Ah, yeah, that's that's nice. So just kind of encourage me. No, no, what's going on here is if you allow it, there's a spiritual reality that's happening of a deposit of hope and faith that's happening happening in your spirit, that your life can be different, that you can overcome some things this year, that you're going to lay down some things this year, and that's what God is going to do inside of you. Uh, Thank you again to to each one that was a part of that uh, this this morning. I do want to make sure that you're here tonight. We're going to be together for about an hour. Uh, it's a time of prayer most of that time is going to be praying for families individually uh, and and so bring your family we're going to have a time of communion with every individual family uh, pastors and elders will be praying for every individual family anointing you and praying a prayer blessing over you and your household for the new year so I, I think you want to be here don't miss that it's it's worthwhile it's going to be good uh, and, and then I, I want to make sure I encourage you as we start the new year I'm going to talk to you about you know moving forward with expectation in 2023, just a short message that I think is going to be encouraging to you. But part of that is I want to encourage you to begin some new spiritual habits or to continue those that you have and grow in that. One of those things is to grow in prayer in this next year. When we were singing that song, uh, night and day, day and night, let incense arise. The scripture speaks of the prayers of the saints is the incense that goes up to heaven. That's what we see in Revelation 8. That's what we see in, in Psalms, that literally your prayers are an offering to the Lord. Uh, in, in the book of Acts, uh, it's, it says that an angel appeared uh, to, uh, I can't remember the guy's name right now, and he says, your prayers have risen up and and your offering of to the poor has risen up as an offering to the Lord. So your prayers, when you open your mouth and you press in for your family, for the community, uh, for the kingdom of God to move forward, there's something that happens that's not just about you praying there's actually an offering that's going up to God but we have to grow in prayer i don't know what you prayer is not easy. I find it's a, it's a discipline. I have to work at it. I have to build time for it. One of the ways you can do that in the new year is make a commitment uh, to regular prayer. You can do that, for example, Friday mornings. We gather here at 630 for one hour. It's a prayer. It's a powerful time. We have worship. We pray together. Uh, you'll learn how to pray. You'll be encouraged. It'll change your week. Uh, that kind of commitment uh, will actually begin to move you in a different direction. It'll be uh, actually applying what we heard today, those words uh, that Chad and the others just gave about planting seeds and of saying yes. How do you do that? Well, you begin actually to put that on your calendar, and you make some commitments, and you begin to build habits, and you position yourself for God to do the things that He wants to do in your life, and they're going to be great. Secondly, if you don't have a regular habit of reading your Bible, I want to encourage you to start one. Uh, this year, let it be a year of actually every day setting time aside to get into God's Word. It will change your thinking. It will wash you from the inside out. God's Word is powerful. It's living. It's life giving. As you eat it, as you meditate on it, as you read it, there's actually something spiritual that happens inside of you. It's not just nice stuff, it's God powered spirit stuff that as you get it into yourself, it will begin to change you from the inside out. So if you don't have that habit, I want to encourage you to build it this year. Uh, one of the ways that you can do that, hopefully you have U version on your phone. If you don't have you version on your phone, stand up so we can publicly shame you. just kidding. Get you version on your phone. there he is right there. Get you version on your phone. maybe you don't have a smartphone. you can you know, use a regular Bible, that works too. But version is a great way uh, to build a daily habit because it's got built into it not only versions of the Bible, but reading plans. So I put up here this QR code, and if you take your phone right now and you point it, turn your camera on, Point it at that QR code and tap it, it will take you to your your version app and you can join the page for our church. And as you join it, what you'll see is we have a recommended reading plan that I put there that is read the New Testament in 40 days. And it's very doable. It's a wonderful way to start out a a daily habit of reading. Uh, The New Testament is powerful and uh, it will remind you every day to do your reading. There's a little devotional and it reads the chapters and it gives you a little checkbox it'll give you a badge to say, way to go. Your friends can see that you're reading, all those kinds of things. Uh, I want to encourage you to, to, this is one of the ways that you can plug into that. If not Get a, just, just Google "Reading Plan New Testament in 40 Days," and then you can do it on a, in the traditional paper Bible version. And that way, everybody's included. You, can, you don't have to say, Pastor Andrew, you know, you forgot me. I don't have a smartphone. We all can be a part of this. Okay. Uh, so I just want to encourage you to build up your spiritual life in those ways. Now, let me just talk to you about lightening your load and getting ready for this next year. I, I believe in New Year's resolutions. I know there's always uh, talk about New Year's resolutions, and many times we don't want to make them because uh, all of the statistics show that by just a couple of weeks from now, everybody will have failed at their New Year's resolutions. I still believe that we are people that are designed to grow. We're people that are designed to stretch, that God is a God who actually is wanting us to move forward. Uh, and so making New Year's resolutions is a thing that I would want to encourage you to do. Maybe you're already doing that. Maybe you're thinking, yes, this year, new year, new me, right? Uh, this year, I'm going to lose some weight. This year, I'm going to get back in the gym. This year, I'm going to spend less and I'm going to save more. This year, I'm going to spend some more time with my family. This year, I- I'm going to... To drink less, uh, I'm gonna read more, I'm going to, to to actually do some things that are gonna change my life. I want to encourage you, those are good things. To do because what they do is they begin to stir inside of you this sense of application of the hope that we just received that actually I'm going to put some rubber to the road, that I'm actually going to see some things change in my life. Some habits need to be broken. Sometimes we came into this year and we came carrying some stuff. We need to get rid of that stuff, and we need to make room for the thing that God wants to do in our life. Maybe for some of you, your your New Year's resolutions is you're finally going to dye your hair or you're finally going to get that tattoo, or you're finally going to shave your head, or you're finally going to stop blaming the dog for those strange odors that are always around you. I I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can make New Year's resolutions, but I want to encourage you, uh, don't waste the opportunity of a new year. Don't just assume it's going to just be the same way and I've got to accept it. Actually lean into receiving something different in 2023. I, I believe it can be a great year for you. I believe believe it can be the greatest year that you've experienced. And if you don't believe that, let me just loan some faith to you, because I know that we serve a God who actually is on your side, working on your behalf, and He wants to help you grow. He wants to help you break old things, and He wants to help you move into new places. Why do I believe that? Why do I believe that this year can be the best year that you've experienced? Because of three things. What I know about this year, 2023, what I know about God and what I know about you. I may say just real quickly a couple of things about that. First of all, what do I know about 2023 uh, and, and why I believe it can be the best year yet? Uh, everybody at the end of the year, beginning of a new year, always likes to start to make predictions about the next year, right? Everybody's making predictions. They're looking back to Nostradamus to see what he had to say. Uh, They're reading the horoscopes, they're reading the stars, they're trying to find out information about what the next year is going to look like. I'm going to tell you, throw all of that out. The thing that you need to know about 2023 is that uh, in 2023, there's going to be a year of favor. There's going to be a year of open heaven. There's going to be new opportunities for you. There's going to be God's goodness displayed upon you. Why can I say that? Because Jesus has come and he has opened the doors to heaven because every year now that we experience is a year of fresh, new mercy and grace every single day, that God is on an encounter path with you in 2023. We can say that every year. Every, the reason why we can believe what was set up here this morning is because it lines up with what Scripture says. Scripture says, if you put in the ground good seed, you're going to get a harvest of righteousness. Scripture says, if you put your hope in the Lord, He never disappoints that hope. Scripture, scripture says is that you keep work, uh, saying yes to Him. He's always going to respond, and He's going to move on your behalf. So, what do I know about this year? This is a powerful opportunity, a powerful year for you where you can experience new life and new things. Scripture says, surely goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life, right? And the Lord is actually chasing after you as you follow Him. He's chasing after you with His goodness, and with his mercy, and with his grace, with his strength. He's, he's chasing after you with the things that he wants to do. Secondly, what do I know about God? Well, I know that God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a God that never fails. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's always with us. Even when we run in the other direction, we cannot really escape from him because he is so patient and he's so kind. And he is waiting for us always simply to turn back to him. And he's right there with open arms. I know that God is our provider. Listen, if you're you're feeling uncertain today about what 2023 looks like, you just think about who God is. He's your provider. He's your healer. He's your protector. He's your peace. He's your redeemer. He's your restore. He's your Emmanuel. He is God with us, right? He's never leaving us and he's not going to leave us. He's actually gone before us. He knows the end from the beginning. We are in him. We can't escape his love. That is the God that we serve. See, we can always look at this next year with great hope and great expectation. Why? Because we know who God is. It's the the greatest place to begin. Thirdly, what do I know about you? Well, I know that according to the Scripture, for all those who are the people of God, that is, if, you have fo- if you're following the path, you're following the way, that is, you have given your heart and your life to Jesus, then you are the people of God. That means you're people with his favor on you. You're the head and not the tails, what Deuteronomy says, that you have a river of living water flowing out of you that you have available to you, life, constant life that comes from the Holy Spirit who dwells in you now. He's constantly touching your spirit and and speaking to you. I know that you, you have plans, I'm sorry, God has plans for you, and He's actually put in your way good things for you to do. He's actually ordering your steps. That's what I know about you. You by yourself are pretty good. There's no doubt about it. I mean, some of you at least. Just kidding. You by yourself are really great. And, and, and there's so much that you can do even by just the strength of your own will. You can make decisions and you can break things, uh, uh, habits and, and move into new things. But you combined with the power of the Holy Spirit, now that's an unstoppable force, right? Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so, when we as the people of God are empowered by the Spirit of God, we're unstoppable. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to face challenges or trials. You certainly are. You're going to face temptations. You're going to face trials. There's going to be things that uh, you're not going to understand in this next year. But the good news is, is that we know Jesus is with us. He said, fear not, I have overcome the world. That even in the midst of every trial and difficulty, even in the midst of the worst day of 2023 of your life, there might, I mean, you might even be thinking, Pastor Andrew, how how could you say all these positive things about the new year? You just had a disaster happen in your life. Maybe somebody close to you just died, or you just had a relationship disaster that happened, or something with your kids, and you're just going, how can, I, how can I even believe this, all this positivity? Well, the reason is, is because the Lord Himself has decided about you that He has provided for you a covering of grace and mercy, that He's not ever going to leave you, even on your worst day, He's going to be with you in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death right? He's going to be with us and he's going to strengthen us. And so whether you're on top of the mountain today or you're feeling like you're under it, you just remember who God is. You remember who you are. And you remember the year that he has actually given you in 2023. He's given you a year of favor, of blessing, and of new opportunity because that's the kind of God that we serve. Now, how do we experience the best 2023 ever? I'm going to, I'm going to in 10 minutes, I'm going to do an amazing, miraculous thing. I'm going to take you through two verses, okay? And we're going to move fast, but it's going to be encouraging to you. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 is what I want to leave you with today. Would you, would you read it with me? Is it on the screen there? Okay, it says this Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight. And sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Let me just give you a couple of thoughts here. Number one, if you're gonna have the best year in 2023, you need to first of all look around. And take inventory look around and take inventory it says therefore since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses it's almost like the author of hebrews is just saying hey take note where you're standing take note that you are part of a procession of saints who have been faithful to the Lord. And and he's saying, therefore, because he's referring back to the previous chapters in Hebrews, where he begins to list the fathers of faith. And he begins to list the, those people who were committed to the Lord, that even unto death, they were, they gave themselves wholly to his purposes, that they looked forward to the future, to a city that was not physical, but the reality of an eternal promise that God has given to each one of us. And the author of Hebrews is saying, hey, pay attention to where you're at in the line here. You're part of a righteous heritage of all those, those that ga- those that came before you that cloud of witnesses it's almost like they're waiting what are you going to do are you going to be part of the procession are you going to be part of the faithful that God is also going to write you in his book to say look look at their life they're the kind of person that understood that they were not just living for themselves they were living for the king of kings and the lord of lords so look around first of all and take note you're part of what God is doing on the earth. You're a son and daughter of the Most High. He has a plan and purpose for you. There are people that are waiting. We here are a part of the cloud looking at you saying, what is God going to do with their life? And what are they going to do in response to what God has for them? Secondly, throw off unnecessary baggage, right? First, we take inventory where we're at in the line. Secondly, we say, he says, now lay aside or throw off everything that is weighty and hindering. And it's so interesting that that the author here is, is saying right at the very beginning, the first action that you're going to do after taking inventory is you're going to get rid of some things. You're gonna cut off some things. You're gonna break off some things because the truth is, is you came into this year probably carrying some things that you have no business carrying. You probably at the beginning of the year have maybe picked up some bad habits or you picked up some bad attitudes, you picked up some bad things in your life, and it's time for you to actually lay them aside. It's time for you to throw them off. There's an, it starts with an action that, that you, have, by force of your will, you're saying, I'm not going to keep owning this anymore. He describes the things that we're throwing off by, as weight and sin right? And, and it's like something that's weighing you down. Sometimes when it comes to bad habits, you know how, it, how a habit is. At first, you choose the habit, and after a while, the habit chooses you. And for, for a while, you made the choice, but now you no longer make the choice. Now the choice simply tells you, nope, I, I'm going to tell you what to do. And the, the reality is it's time to break some of those things off. It's, t- it's time to change some of the pathways that we've been on. Some of the attitudes that we have adopted, it's time to let, to let them go. The truth is, is that sometimes we embrace attitudes, we embrace feelings to the extent that we actually become identified with the thing. Sometimes we're discontent with life. We have just uh, settled discontentment and unhappiness and dissatisfaction with what's going on around us. Now, at some point, you're just choosing to be dissatisfied. You're choosing to be a complainer. You're choosing to be miserable. Throw it off. Get rid of it. Right? There's anger sometimes. We, when there's, we all get angry, but then there's a choice sometimes that we make to suck on anger. Like, like, it's a, like it's a special candy that we just enjoy. And we choose rage and anger. We choose bitterness. And we just, we just love it so much. It's time to throw it off. It's time to get rid of some of the stuff that we've been, we've been carrying into this new year. The excuses that we have been living with that we continue to tell ourselves or others why we can't. It's time to throw off some excuses. You know, Lupe, I think at the very beginning, she said, hey, this is the year of the yes. That means stop saying no. That means stop making excuses. Stop saying you're too busy. You don't know enough. You're not ready. You know, it's time to start stretching. It's time to start saying Forget the excuses. I'm not going to hide behind them anymore. I'm going to reach out with faith saying, God, you know what? You can help me do this. And even if I fail, you're still going to be with me and I'm going to be falling forward. I'm not going to be stuck in the same place. You may not know what tomorrow holds, but God does. And he's there before you and he's ready for you. And he promises never to leave you or forsake you. So why do we keep living in so much fear and excuse and rationalization? Why we can't move forward. It's time for us to throw some things off. It's time for us to lay some things aside. What do you need to lay aside in this year? What do you need to throw off? It's time to say, you know what? Say to yourself, hey, self, I'm going to throw some things off this year. Hey, self, I'm I'm not going to be the same at the end of the year. I'm not going to buy the same excuses over and over again. I'm actually making some changes by God's grace and power with his strength. We're going to move forward into a different way. You might need to say to the enemy, enemy, take notice. I'm actually changing this year by God's power and God's grace. I'm not going to keep falling into the traps that you, that you keep throwing in my way and that I keep willingly walk into. I'm going to walk differently this year by God's grace and, and God's power. Number three, keep moving, Pastor Andrew. Stay in the game. Stay in the game. He says, run the race with endurance. In other words, you're in a race, and the way you run the race is important. We're in a race for our faith we're in a race for our life. We're in a race for the future. We're in a race for our kids. We're, we're in a race for, for the kingdom of God. And each of us have a race. And he says, run the race with endurance. And endurance means you got to keep going. Endurance means you got to be consistent and constant. And you got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And so often we give up too quickly. So often we, we, we hit a wall and we just sort of say, oh, I'm going to take a break. And before you know it, we found ourselves out of the race or we're, we're not where we should be in the race because we are not running with endurance. We're, we, we've made a mistake. We thought it was a sprint. We got really excited for a moment. But then when it came to reading the 440 days, I could read for one day. Reading for 40 days is too, is too much. Endurance says, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep stepping. I'm going to keep going. Sure, I messed up today. There's another day tomorrow. And I'm not going to just sit here and, and allow myself to be out of the race. I'm getting back in to what God has given me. It is a race, the author says, that has been set before us. And each one of us, God has actually set before us a specific course and a specific race. There's a lot of similarities. We're all in a race and, and we're all running uh, together in one sense. But another sense, your race is uniquely yours. There are people in it, and there are good works in it that God has actually prepared specifically for you to do. There's people that you specifically have to say words of life to, that, you, you, that you're supposed to share your faith with, that there are people that will be in the kingdom of God because you share with them, not because somebody else shares with them. That's something for you to do. And each of us have a, have a race that has been set before us, and we need to understand that that race, we're not running for ourselves. We're not, we're not running just to, so to make ourselves feel good. We, we are actually running for the King of kings and the Lord of lords for His purposes, and w- which means many times that what you encounter in your life is often not what you would choose, right? Especially the walk of faith. It's not what I would choose. And there's things that I have, have to do that the Lord has put in my path uniquely for me and uniquely for you to be challenged by that in my own flesh and in my own self, I would rather just, Lord, i I'd rather not do that one. Can we just avoid that one? But it, that's part of the race. That's part of the race that He has for us. And what we have to do is continue to say yes, continue to run, continue to press in, continue to reach out, continue to grow, continue to stretch out in faith, believing that God has more for us ahead. And then, fourthly, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the prize. The author says, We're looking to Jesus. We're looking to Jesus. Many times what happens is we get our eyes on other things, that's why many, many times we'll fall out of the race, is because we get distracted. We start focusing on, on maybe, I think Corey said it earlier, we, we start focusing on what our expectations are, the way we want things to look, the way we would imagine they're going to work out, the way that God is going to do it. And when that doesn't happen, suddenly we're disappointed and we get angry with God. If instead we would get our eyes off our expectations and get, keep our eyes on Jesus, we'll find that then he's prepared us for everything that we're going to come down the road everything that we're going to come up against, and everything we're going to encounter, that he's actually going to be with us. And so we have to keep our eyes focused on the right person. And then the, this, the last part of that verse, I think, is so powerful. It says that Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. In other words, that Jesus himself went to the cross for you and for me because he had an expectation of a prize that he was going to win. He, he was going to, first of all, glorify his father in heaven and please him. Secondly, he was going to re- win the crown. He was going to win all authority in heaven and earth. That's, that was, that's quite the prize. And, and, and Jesus went through the pain of the cross. He ran the race that was set before him. Why? Because he kept focused on what was coming on the other side. There, w- there was a crown that was coming for him. There was a reward that was coming for him. I want you to know there's a reward for faithfulness. There's a reward for running your race with endurance. There's a reward for throwing things off and saying, I'm going to grab a hold of God, what you have for me in 2023. James describes it as a crown of life. Crown of life that he has for each one of us. Jesus talked about eternal life that each one of us has, can receive. We're not just running just to, to feel good, to get a perfect life. We're not just running just to get, so we can control. We're running for the King of kings and Lord of lords who at the end of the day is the one who gives rewards. He gives a prize. He's a prize for each one of us. He has good things in store for us, but we can't, can't fall out of the race. We can't get distracted and just sort of assume oh well what will be what will be no no no. let's fight in 2023 let's press into some new things let's let's get some new skills let's find out what our spiritual gifts are let's step into those ministry areas maybe you've never shared your faith this could be a new year for you to share your faith maybe you've never discovered what your spiritual gifts are this could be a new year for you maybe you've never developed a daily habit of praying or reading your word there's so much for you but it begins with getting in the race getting in the race. Would you just bow your head with me right now? I just want to do a very quick application and I'm going to have three groups of people stand up. And the first one I'm going to ask for is if you are here this morning and you've heard what I'm talking about today and, and you just are realizing, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the race. I don't know if I've ever been in the race. Huh? And, and, and I'm, I'm this morning saying yes to the race that Jesus has for me. I'm saying this morning, yes to Jesus, that he's the king of kings and I'm going to run for him. You're getting in the race today. Secondly, I'm going to ask after that for those to stand who have fallen out of the race. You're coming in this morning and maybe you're just, you're laden with guilt or you just know just in your spirit. You just know, man, I haven't been in this race. I've maybe taken a pause or I've put the brakes on or I've put myself in neutral. And this morning, the invitation for you is you fall out of the race and and today you're going to stand up and say, "I'm, I'm getting back in the race. I'm, I'm running with endurance. And then thirdly, for those that are running right now, but you're recommitting in 2023, you're going to keep running. You're going to keep pressing. So That first group, I'm just going to ask you to, to stand as everyone continues with, with eyes closed, because I, I want this to be between you and the Lord, that you're just simply saying, yes, Lord, I'm, stand, I'm saying, yes, I'm getting in the race. Jesus, I'm making you king of kings and Lord of lords. I'm beginning 2023. Stand right now if that's you. I'm beginning 2023 saying, I'm in the race. Lord, would you see me? Each of those that are standing up today and they're reaching out for you. Secondly, for those that are, you've fallen out of the race, just continue to stand if you're standing. But if you've fallen out of the race and you know that you've fallen out of the race and you're just saying, Lord, I'm coming back in the race. I'm receiving forgiveness. I'm receiving strength. I'm receiving, Lord, from your hand today. But I'm once again, stepping back into the race. Well, will just stand right now if that's you, that you're saying, I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm not going to give up. Righteous man falls seven times, Proverbs says, gets back up again. Then, thirdly, for those who are in the race, but in 2023, you're just saying, I'm, I'm in once again. I'm recommitting wholeheartedly. I'm going to run hard this year. I'm not going to give up. I'm, I'm not going to get sidetracked. I'm not going to just take just a little bit. I'm going to go wholeheartedly with endurance. The race that's set before me. Just stand if you would. Lord, for each one of those that are standing right now, I just pray that this year would be a year that you, your spirit would fill them. That God, as they run, they would run with endurance. They'd find fresh wind. They'd find fresh legs, God, fresh strength. I thank you, God, that there's new mercies and new strength for your people in this this year. I pray, God, as they begin to press, Lord, and they come against the opposition of the enemy, the opposition of the flesh, the opposition of old habits, that, God, you will be with them in that moment and strengthen them to overcome and to push through. God, I pray that as they make that decision to put good seed in the ground, thank you that you're faithful to bring a harvest of righteousness. Do that, Lord. each and every life we pray in Jesus' name. And if everyone would just stand now together and just stand together. Yep, yep. Lord, this year we ask that 2023 would be a year where we would grow where we would learn, where we would stretch into your kingdom and your presence. God, I'm asking that you would bring new things to your people this year, that they would find your grace is sufficient, that they would overcome, Lord, the uh, opposition of the enemy, that every plan and strategy of the enemy would be defeated, that he'd be exposed for who he is, and they'd walk in victory. Make your people, Lord, the head and not the tail, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said "Amen, amen. 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 Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the message, and we hope to see you on a Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Visit us online at kchamford.com, and if you want to support our ministry, click Give. Cornelia Church, passion for God, compassion for people.